This is Ricey. You've been hearing my friend Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, for years on the Radio and Garage Logic podcast. I strongly recommend you sit down with Josh for your no cost, no obligation, 48 minute consultation on your investments, including your IRA and 401k. You can benefit from Josh's years of experience navigating different market and economic conditions, and he'll always give you straight talk and not sugar coated advice. Give Josh a call now at 952-925-5608 to book your no cost, no obligation, 48-minute consultation. That's 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did and tell him Ricey sent you. Don't forget to ask, why is it 48 minutes, Josh? Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Ricey is a paid endorsement. All right, Roycey Unchained, powered by Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, investment consultant. Uh, Patrick, we saw the Packers blow the doors <laughs> off the Cowboys. We saw the Lions uh, survive and beat the Rams. Are our Vikings in trouble here when you look at the NFC North and a couple big playoff wins around the division? I uh, think we thought they were in trouble before yesterday, didn't you? And now, uh, yeah. after what the Packers did... Uh, you know, the the, the Packers, uh, they keep telling us, have the youngest roster in the NFL. <laughs> they got Jordan Love locked up for a while here at big money, but not gigantic money. Didn't they give him like a three-year deal rather than give him year five uh, or rather pick up the thing? So they got him. Now they're going to have to pay him, obviously, if he plays like that. But, uh, I mean, Declan, who are these receivers that are uh, lighting it up for them? The only one I'd heard of was Christian Watson, and he was hurt until yesterday. But uh, Romeo Dobbs is uh, wide open in the middle of the field. Wick? Wick? Who's Wick? I never heard of Wick. And then they got Reed, too. I I saw Reed before. I never never saw Wick before, but... uh, I have I haven't checked. Have we fired Mike McCarthy yet? Or are we waiting there for ten minutes? Uh, no, haven't uh, haven't heard any firing on. I'm I'm a little surprised it's been this long, but he, so far he's still intact. I heard Jason Garrett on the post game yesterday saying uh, he will uh, he will try to calm everything down, Jerry, for a couple of days. And then he'll start firing people. And uh, Jason Garrett knows this because he got fired to make room for uh, Mike McCarthy. But uh, I, I suppose he's trying to make his choice between Belichick and Harbaugh, huh? Because the fact that yeah, the fact that uh, you're going to probably have to pay that one of them twelve million bucks isn't going to worry Jerry if uh, if they can uh, come in there and win. But I, I got to think it's going to be Belichick. Uh, Harbaugh might even have a deal with the L.A. Chargers here uh, uh, any minute now, right? He's supposedly going to meet with them. Although, I don't know, if you had to work for a Spanish or a Jerry Jones, I, I think I'd probably right. take Jerry Jones, wouldn't you? Well, I, I just I don't know if Belichick, <clears throat> excuse me, Belichick would be okay with Jerry. Like, Jerry Jones is such... Uh, a control freak would he be allowing would he allow belichick to have all the say just like he did in new england not all the say say no he would not but maybe belichick the the opportunity to win is probably Mm -hmm. very important for uh bill because uh 
hosting his career with a closing closing his career with another four and thirteen record someplace is not going to appeal no. to him and. He, he can only be thinking three, four more years, right? So he's got to go somewhere he can win. Basically, you go down there, you got to fix Dak for uh, big games. And that's, uh, you know, I mean, that obviously they they couldn't do anything defensively. The, the Dallas, and that was the biggest problem, but Dak was terrible the first half when it was getting blown out, when the game was being dominated by the offense of the of the Packers, but uh, uh, you know what? Uh, the first tip-off, now I got to admit, I was in a vehicle. I was driving back. I went up to Duluth, and I was driving back from Duluth, but I had the privilege of then listening to a Cowboys broadcast, a radio yeah. broadcast on the way, and uh, I think Danny White must be the commenter, right? Because they talk, kept talking about Danny, and then they were saying uh, and he was a quarterback and the only Packer, the only Dallas one that I remember is Danny White. He was going nuts, particularly ripping C.C. Lamb for quitting. For uh, I mean, in the, the he didn't get the ball early. He's been terrible for two or three weeks and he was yes terrible yesterday and uh, uh but the thing about Dallas is they'd won 16 straight at home, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they'd average 37 points a game at home. But they also have not been to a conference championship game since they beat Denny Green and Brad Johnson in Dallas in, what, 95 or 6, was it? Yeah. 95 or 6? So this franchise, they all talk about the standards of this franchise. I, I happened to run across a, a post-game show on a Dallas TV station that they were doing on the field. Mm -hmm. When you have the standards of this station, of this franchise, you can't put up with this. Well, they haven't been to the conference. You know, the Vikings have been to three conference finals since you went to your last one. So uh, (laughs) if that's the standards you're talking about, I mean, this is a long run of, uh, of, uh, of, not an achievement for them. They thought they were going to get there, but but how does their defense end up this bad? Yeah, well, and that I mean, everyone thought you know a few years ago, right after their other meltdown in the playoffs, that Dan Quinn was going to get the job over McCarthy. They were going to fire him and internally hire Dan Quinn. But if you just got hung forty eight points, they're not Jerry's not going to turn it over to Dan Quinn. I mean, they're, they're, that would make no sense either. No, no, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be him. I mean, it, it was it, what what was you know what the most interesting thing of the day that Matt LaFleur says, give us the ball mm-hmm. to start the game. Yep. Wow. I mean, that. how often does that happen in the NFL now? 10% of the time, maybe? Yeah, they usually defer. So usually I defer. think he, they must have been smart enough to know, hey, if we're going to come in here, it's going to be a shootout. If we're going to win, it's going to be a shootout. So we might as well try to jump on them early and get them rattled. Because uh, they've been, as I said, they've been averaging 37 points a game at home. So. Uh, you got to know you're going to have to put a lot of points up, but it was, uh, boy, it was a, it was a great day for the NFL because uh, they've had a lousy year with yeah. lousy officiating, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you get the beloved Packers back on the scene, and then you get the great Lions story. Oh yeah, and uh, the feisty NFC North there. Uh, I don't know. You're you're proud of the NFC North today, aren't you, Declan? Yeah, you have to be. 
Aren't our Purple Daily followers proud of the NFC North today? What do you oh, think? It, it, you know, it, it's funny. You, you'll be surprised on this, and obviously they're not on the show today, but uh, Phil and Judd were, uh, were, were rifling up the Vikings fans who, would, who are saying that, no, you know, Kirk Cousins is still going to be the best quarterback option, and you guys are doom and gloom, and the Lions oh, are really? still going to be the Lions. It's, it's incredible, the divide mm-hmm. that exists with Vikings fans over if Kirk didn't get hurt, the Vikings would be in the divisional round right now, heading to play San Francisco or having to play Detroit again. It is, and by the way, the Vikings next year, you know, only have two draft picks in the first three rounds. They don't have a ton of cap space. The Lions have a ton of cap. The Bears have a lot of draft picks. The Packers might have hidden another GD franchise quarterback for the next 25 years. It's uh, it it's an incredible divide amongst Vikings fans who still and think they're that also, they're just the as good. Packers are also almost out of out from the Rodgers mess that yeah. you know the the big cap hit that they have to take for mm-hmm. uh, getting rid of Rodgers, but uh, they're they're almost out of it. I, I can't believe people are that stupid that they think <laughs> Kirk is the savior. Still, after watching that yesterday, you can't think Kirk's the savior. You, you yeah. can't. You can't. You have you 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 got to now say okay we got to find our quarterback and we got to get some money so we can restructure this team because do you want to take that uh, seeing what you're seeing from the Packers now and the Lions do you want to take that secondary for instance into the next season with them again with right. that you want to you know we were all oh God B flow we hope we don't lose him. Well, the last three, four games, you know, what the Packers did to you that last game of the regular season mm-hmm. was not because Kirk Cousins wasn't playing. Yeah. That was not <laughs> that was not what happened there. Right. That that was not the reason that happened. And uh there's uh there's an incredible uh naivete going on with a certain base of the fan. I, I really think it's just a it's a I've been saying for two years it's political a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. He didn't wear a mask, so I love him. And uh that and, and to quite a degree. And uh because I would guess if the the normal guy who's not calling shows and and you know making the big stand on Twitter and stuff is probably uh saying, Yeah, yeah, let's uh we we get we gotta find our quarterback and it's not Kirk. You can't spend you can't look at what happened yesterday and say I'm gonna I'm gonna spend thirty eight million dollars on a quarterback that's thirty six years old. You no. can you can't say that. But I guess you can if you're um if you're enough of a believer. But this you know, this team is it was exposed that down the stretch uh, this year and uh they right now they're the fourth best team in the division because mm-hmm. uh, when 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 you realize that the bears have the first pick and then on eighth or ninth or something ninth, like that yeah, and yeah. Uh, i mean that, you got yeah. the 11th pick this is your chance mm-hmm. this is your chance you know now you know maybe if we follow the strategy of the fans We'll be picking even higher next year, <laughs> you know that that could happen because, uh, uh, you know, I I I don't I don't know uh, what what rationale there is for bringing back uh, cousins, but it, Jefferson likes it. Okay, we've gone through this before. <laughs> Jefferson says yes, he'd love to have Kirk back. Of course, 
instead of Josh Dobbs, the kid from BYU, and the kid, the 25-year-old from BYU, and uh, and uh, Nick Mullins, yes, he'd love to have him back. But, uh, you know, this is – you can't make a scenario that this team is going to be successful in the now rugged NFC North next year. Yeah, and, and you know, picking 11th, it kind of gives them a lot of possibilities here. You know, like I – they could trade up if they really want to find yeah. their, their future quarterback. They could also, if all those QBs – you know, if they go into the draft without a trade and, and all those quarterbacks fall, they could move back a few spots and accumulate more picks to fix holes in the roster. They could maybe just take the best dang edge rusher on the board at 11. The the, the possibilities, because, I mean, it's not just one quarterback away. You know, this isn't 08 when they got Favre, 09 when they got Favre, when they were like, we just need a good quarterback. The roster's built. I mean, Pat, they got holes, to your point, on in the secondary. They've got holes on the defensive line. They could use, obviously, another offensive guard or a new center, maybe. I mean, there are holes on this roster that aren't just one position away from being a contender again. Yeah, and they have to, uh, and, you know, at, at a lot of positions, they got to create some depth, too. I mean, you're going to have, you know, I always say the, the difference between successful teams and unsuccessful teams is uh, the teams that lose two regulars can survive the teams that lose five or six can't and uh you're, you're gonna have injuries every year and i've talked about i went on a rant the other day with you guys about how offensive linemen get hurt yeah. you have to prepare for that mm-hmm. so <laughs> excuse me so uh uh i i don't know there's uh the kirk crowd out there is uh is uh is is really gotten beyond beyond you know, the common sense has gone out the window, and I, I think a lot of it's political. Some guy the other day said he was looking up the Twitter followers, and seventy-five percent of the ones, seventy-five percent of the ones boosting Kirk are also praising Jesus. So I, I don't think it's religious, but maybe, maybe to some degree it is too. But I, I just don't understand the. Uh, yeah, it's time to move on and get yourself a quarterback, and you're picking 11th, and uh, let's go. Come on. Pat, I did, I did enjoy the fact I saw some tongue-in-cheek yesterday when the Lions won their playoff game at Ford Field that they have won nearly as many playoff games as the Gophers in the last 25 years also at Ford Field since the yeah. Gophers won their bowl game there just a few weeks well, ago. Well, the Gophers actually out have three wins at Ford Field in the postseason That's compared right. to one for the Lions. Yep. The Lions, though, are going to be, no matter who they play in the next Eagles or Tampa, I think it's going to right. be Tampa. They're going to be a four or five point. If it's the Eagles, they'll be a little. If it's Tampa, they'll be a touchdown favorite or almost touchdown, yeah. Oh, yeah. six point, six oh, point yeah. favorite probably. I mean, Tampa has no offense, and we still expect them to defeat, uh, defeat the reeling Eagles. But the Lions, now that this has happened, uh, and they held on, and they didn't really uh, blow out the, uh, you know, they, they, the offense didn't do as much as I really expected it to. They looked really good early. But uh, now that they've survived one game, now now it becomes, okay, you got the big opportunity here to go to the NFC title game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, go out to be out to San Francisco in two weeks to play them. I don't, I don't think the Packers will beat San Francisco. But – it could be kind of a. They could score some points. They could. Mm-hmm. They could. It, it could be a thirty-one twenty-seven game or something like this. 
You know what they need? They need an extra point kicker. Yeah, Somebody <laughs> said, "Guy missed. He makes the year." Greg Joseph missed five one year. This guy's that's uh, yeah. the kid's brother, Carlson, Carlson's right? Carlson's brother. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He can't make his extra points. What the hell? You know? Come on, make extra points. That's uh, that that ridiculous. It is. So. It is pretty insane. I mean, and Pat, I mean, I I agree. I don't think Green Bay will will upset San Francisco. It's obviously a possibility, but. If if we think the Vikings fans are on fire now, can you imagine an NFC title game of Detroit and Green Bay and they got to oh, yeah. watch that product on the field <laughs> and one of them gets to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, in Detroit, thank goodness. It won't be in Green Bay. Yeah. How about uh, that Chiefs game was fun, huh? Did you watch that? These guys were I, – I thought somebody was going to die. I know. So it, I was, know. It, remind, it reminded me of when, you know, the Winter Classic, when I, and I was a fan of that here uh, two years. I mean, same thing. The, the beers were frozen when people were opening them, and they were bundled up, and it, remi- it would, must have been miserable out there. Buffalo, for God's sakes, I just saw a photo. I don't, I mean, the, the snows are still on the seats. I have no idea how the hell people are going to sit down in there. They were going to, uh, and they were going to try to get people to come out and help them shovel out the stadium, they did. right? But they where, did do that, yeah. But where are you putting the snow? I where, that's where all, are you going to put it? Those sli- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Wow. What's the temperature there? It's not so much the temperature, but is the wind still going to be blowing there? Today. Yeah, I think the wind's blowing. I don't, I don't think it's as cold necessarily as it is here. You know, I think we're, you know, Minneapolis is negative 22 today or something with, with the wind chill. But Buffalo and New York today, it's it's 16, but it's uh, snowing and still a little bit of a gust up to 22 miles per hour. So, yeah, it'll be a pretty, mm-hmm. pretty brutal day. Over. Yes, there were, uh, there were fans upset. Well, they should have played. The weather, you know, blah. Well, it, I, don't, I don't think it was physically possible to play yesterday, even no. if the fans could have gotten to the stadium at the uh, at some point, you have to say, okay, this is ridiculous. So I'm sure that the, the guy in Buffalo wants a new stadium, right? Doesn't he want a new stadium? Is he going to try to put a roof on it after this? That would certainly take away the Bills' mystique. But then again, they took away our mystique in 1981 or 1982. So I guess they can, I guess they can do it anywhere. But it, but it would be a shame to build a beautiful – indoor stadium in Buffalo and then let those louts come in and destroy it when they're all drunk and puking. And, uh, it would be, uh, it would be, uh, quite the, uh, quite the mess to say the least if they did that. Uh, meantime, how about your hockey team? What are you going to do? Yeah, this is, uh, this is, this looks like the exact same team that, you know, quit on Evanston and they had to fire him. Yeah. You know, they, uh, yeah. they, they, at this point, Pat, and I, I was saying this before the firing of Evanston, even a week or two before, <laughs> just for once in your GD franchise, be bad. You haven't drafted top five since Benoit Pouliot 19 years ago. Remember Pouliot, of course. Yes. Right. Like, forgot, and, and this isn't as, um, you know, every draft class, he has a stud on top. This isn't a Bedard level draft class where there's a can't-miss prospect at number one. But at this point, I mean, there's just just be bad. It, I know the ticket sales aren't going to like it, and I know my Woodbury natives here you know, might not flock to the game, but at the same time, you just got to be bad. I do think that they're going to have a little leakage ticket-wise, not mm-hmm. just for this season, but for next season. Oh, I, yeah. think, I think that uh, I think the people, you, you look, you, you know, you go to a game, before you go, you and mom and the kids go to a game. You spend six hundred and fifty bucks, and yep. 
there's not much reward for you when you get beat six to nothing. No. And uh, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, they, this is a serious problem for them. And uh, they're gonna, they're gonna. Last time they were in this situation, they uh, resigned, they signed Suter and Parisi, and then gave them eight, nine more years of sellouts. Even though yeah. we'd like to complain about Parisi, Parisi and Suter's contracts now, but uh, I don't think there's any easy solution for this. Uh, I, it, it, what it, what this does is make what happened the first three weeks. Hines was here, even more mind blowing, doesn't it? Oh yes. How did it happen? I mean, they were three goals in the first period routinely. Yep. It was uh, it was amazing. It's uh, it's a weird sport though. It There's is. no doubt about it. It is. A I weird spent sport. the weekend. I was Friday at the Gopher women's game. I was doing a Sunday column, and then I didn't get there Saturday. But how about them? They got beat third seven and zero. It was the uh, worst loss ever at Ritter Arena. Uh, and uh, the history of the program, and the next day they get beat six to one by Ohio State. Uh, so it wasn't a good hockey weekend here. No. Like the Gophers, the men swept mighty Robert Morris. That made me happy, but uh, but the um, you know the Gopher women's uh, program has never suffered through a weekend like they no. did this year, though thirteen and one. Wow. And uh, I saw our Wolfies. I mean, I, I just tuned in for a little bit, but the big win over the Clip. I mean, the Clippers are yeah, nice playing win good basketball. That was a very good win at home over the Clippers. Clippers lost 17 out of 20, right? 17, I mean, won 17 out of yeah, 20. Yeah, they've been so, playing uh, really good ball. They, uh, what's their payroll? The Clippers? Be. Oh, yeah. I, they I, they have to be at the luxury tax, if not over. Well, in a couple well way over. Because well, yeah. Russell's still making money, and the other three guys, of course, are hardening. Now, are they going to give him Harden? Didn't get his new contract yet either. Correct. They got Paul, they're stuck with Paul George longer. I mean, yep. Paul can make some threes, but he's not what he used to be. And Kawhi's actually playing. The the best thing about this victory uh, last night was Kawhi played, mm-hmm. and uh, Kawhi's uh, actually been playing quite a bit lately, which is uh, you know not something you can really count on. So. No, no, and um, and you know, you you look at. I think they've got six of their next seven. The Wolves do now against bad teams. So I think this rough stretch they've been playing for a month is you know on a pause. It's over for a little bit. How about though, Pat? I mean, my God, that Portland Trailblazers team mm-hmm. is bad. Oh my God, that team is bad. They, that Friday night uh, butt they, kicking. You know was that they were leading Phoenix for a while into the third, and Phoenix ended up beating them, but not. They didn't beat them bloody, but Portland, they beat them. They, uh, my, my stat on them is that, uh, Scoot Anderson, the number two draft choice, mm-hmm. number three draft choice was a minus 51 against OKC, but he fought back gamely and he was only a minus 27 against the uh, Timberwolves. <laughs> so in two games, Scoot was a minus 78, which is really Hard to make that up in yes. your plus minus, especially with a bad. I, I I'm not a big plus minus Agreed. stat guy. Agreed. But uh, minus seventy eight is hard to achieve in two games. That's that's for sure. But OKC baby, they're going to be. They they play them in about a week, right? Mm-hmm. OKC's. I was, I was calling them as the, as the uh, the the, one of the teams that was better than the Timberwolves and. Uh, a month ago, and people were bad mouthing me, but that 
The guy with three names is going to be the MVP of the league. Forget all the big guys. He's unbelievable. He gets 35 every night. And he's uh, gets assists. And uh, that's, that, that'll, the joint will be jumping that. They announced, I think they announced sellout again yesterday, though. Their crowds have been uh, yeah, pretty damn good. Yeah, crowds have been awesome. They have been a great yeah. crowds. Uh, I, I'll, also, Pat, I mean, maybe we underestimated them. Gophers get Iowa tonight, men's basketball. They have Michigan uh-huh. State also on Thursday. They got to go to Wisconsin next week. But uh, they got 12 beat and 4. Up by Indiana. I think we got a little over our skis when they were 3 and 1 here. They go down to Indiana and get, get beat. And uh, I was, this isn't a great Iowa team, but it's a, it's a decent Iowa team. They be interesting. You know that, that Williams Arena is going to be full for Iowa, but that's for Caitlin Clark, not for the men's <laughs> right. game. That's for yes. Caitlin Clark in February. What a phenomenon! Hey, two things. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, do you see Mulkey took a shot at Caitlin Clark without mentioning her name? No, I didn't. A and B. Why? Why is anybody upset that Taylor Swift is at a football game? What is what is wrong with people? I I don't know. I don't. They showed her on TV about twice yesterday. I heard. So what's that's bizarre. Two days ago. I I I, I, mean, I, it, I don't care. It, like I, if she no, wants to I enjoy a football either, game, let her enjoy a football game. Seven below. It's thirty below windchill. Yeah. It's no one, and she shows up anyway. Yeah, we should, should be proud of her. I yes. know she she didn't she didn't have to walk. Up across the parking lot obviously mm-hmm. but what what is wrong with people you know she's done two terrible things in this country she's tried to get people to vote and she's uh and she's uh having fun at a football game with some other women upstairs in the in the suite but what does anybody care i don't get it it's, yeah. it's ridiculous it is it's it is ridiculous. Most, most bizarre thing. Uh Pat, with this uh winter weather here, where where could people go get maybe one of those new SUVs or a new truck? Where oh, would you hey, uh Jim Paul's Valley group of GM dealers. We talked about this the other day. I saw when I was at the uh I was at a hockey game last weekend. Mm-hmm. And I if I were to do go the SUV route, it wouldn't be a big one. They had a nice somebody, some parent there was driving. I wouldn't say it's a mini SUV, but it'll fit in my garage. I knew that because uh, some of those babies might have a hard time fitting in my garage. So uh, Buick's got a nice variety of SUVs, and uh, of course we got the you got the hybrids now and the mm-hmm. electrics and all that stuff. And uh, the prices are pretty good right now. The interest rates are pretty good. The Sierra trucks are out there. And if you want to be a sedan guy like me, then you can really get the good deals out there. So uh, Brett Paul and Jim Paul's Valley Group of GM dealers in Apple Valley and Hastings, my guys in Apple Valley, as I keep saying, I bought my last five or six cars from them. Would I do that if I wasn't satisfied? That's right. Heck no, I wouldn't. So uh, yeah, Brett and Jim Paul's Valley Group of GM dealers, Hastings and Apple Valley. Last thing for you, Pat. Uh, you, you and I were talking last night, and even talking today off mic. You, uh, first episode of True Detective doesn't smell doesn't pass the smell test so far. Oh, uh, it was weird. I don't know what they were trying to prove, but there was a. Uh, they go to this place in Alaska. I like the scene because it's mm-hmm. way up north in Alaska, beyond the, you know, it's it's up north, and then there's a research center up there, and uh, they're studying climate change or something like this but they come in there 
And everybody who had worked there, seven or eight people, they're not around. They've disappeared. And then as you walk in there, you see something strange race rapidly in the background that they don't even notice. But something that doesn't look human, race backwards. But it's it's not an animal. It's not a normal animal. It's not like you got a polar bear. So I got the... Uh, Un, I, I got the unearthed from the glacier or the alien vibe from it, and okay. it's uh, and then and then uh, you'll see we find we find some things that are happy. I'm going to tell you this: they found a tongue. Okay. A so tongue. they found a tongue, a human okay. tongue. So okay. that was the hint. So we got the human tongue, but the rest of it's mysterious. But if we got aliens, or if we got unearthed creatures that have never been seen before, I'm out. You're out. I, okay. I'm not big on that. I want. I I don't get care if the stories get incredibly complicated, mm-hmm. as long as it's human beings doing the damage. That's that's what I want. <laughs> that's, right. that's what I want. I want the I want I always want the evil force to be a human being. I mean, if it's an alien or something, unless it's the first Star Wars, fantastic. Yep. But. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm, it's got Jodie Foster though. It can't be awful. No, agreed. It can't be awful. Agreed. But uh, it, it it was it was um, I I've got the wife hasn't the, my bride hasn't been a true detective watcher. Mm-hmm. And I said I know you haven't watched this, but it's got Judy Foster, Jodie right. Foster. So uh, I got her to watch last night. I think she's going to be one and done. I'm, I'll hang with it for a while, but she's okay. going to be, I think she's going to be one and done. Okay. Oh, and I can't wait to see John Hamm get killed in Fargo. Oh, I know. Oh, I, man. God, this has been I want John Hamm. I want John Hamm dead in Fargo. We got, we got one episode left, right? Yep. You know, so, uh, season finale left. is tomorrow. He, he plays that. I mean, he, and he's phenomenal. I love John Hamm. Oh, he's God, he's phenomenal as a But God, guy. he plays the perfect Midwest redneck anarchy, you know, yeah. don't, don't tread on me type of guy. Oh, my God. It's oh, yeah. great. Yeah, it's uh, terrific. All right, sir. All right. Good night. We'll talk to you on Tuesday, Pat. All right, definitely. See All right, you. that's Roycey Unchained. We'll talk to him on Tuesday.